0: Hey, welcome to episode 91 of Just Ask, Rethinking Development. Today's topic is from Brian Wilburn, and it's don't waste time convincing the wrong person with the right reasons. Brian, I'm sure there's a backstory there somewhere. Well,
1: yes, it's something uh, I was visiting with a friend and they were talking about some issues they were having, Um, they were talking to a couple and, uh, this friend was saying that they were going to, you know, I'm going to talk to this guy and I just feel like I need to tell him this to try to convince him, you know, basically convince him why they're right. And I said, that's great, except that he's not the one you need to convince. Hmm. It's the other person. They're the ones with the decision power here. And when I did that, it kind of clicked in my own mind how this applies to development. Maybe your 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 eyes light up too, Greg. Are you talking about like a husband and wife Exactly. Team? It's a husband-wife team. Um, and what it made me think of was that key element in development of knowing who is the decision maker. And that applies to not only relationships, but it applies to organizations. I always tell this to, you know, I... Work at a Newman Center, so it's pretty common that I get quite a bit of uh, future-focused missionaries or incoming-focused missionaries who talk to me. Mostly because I've coached a lot of them in fundraising as students, and you know, uh, credit to them, they they uh, they're bold enough. They come and talk to me and ask us if we're willing to partner with them. And um, one thing that I always tell them when they start to talk to me about either setting a time to meet. Or they want to talk to me about, you know, getting into the nitty gritty of, of supporting and sending a link to, to support them, is I say, please remember this. I'm not the one you want to talk to. I have no power. If you talk to me, you will get nowhere. Not only because I'm not that point person of making the rubber hit the road, but because, you know, I'm not the house manager. Mora, my wife,
0: you kind of lost me. So they're coming to you for advice on how to ask people for Sorry, money. Sorry,
1: that's a transition here. When they ask me to support them as a missionary, oh. I they assume, and that's where you get into trouble, people, when you assume, because I'm the fundraiser guy, that I make the decisions and that I'm the one they need to send a link to set up a gift. I'm not. Mora is the one. And so I try to help them out and let them know right away. Don't send it to me. You'll never get money. It's not because I don't want to. It's because I just don't. I I don't do it.
0: I don't. I you know. I'll, I'll That's see not it. Not your job in the house. Yeah,
1: and and I'm not. Yeah, exactly. And I'm not the one who has taken the the lead point on house budget. That's my wife. So she's the one that they actually need to get that information to. I'm the one that they need to talk to about opening the door. But I'm not the one to to solidify the gift. So that brings me to. Kind of the don't waste your breath here. I um, how do I put this without getting myself in trouble out there?
0: Well, mm. what I'm hearing you say is you were already convinced, mm-hmm. but it wasn't your decision. It's not my decision. Yeah, because you don't wear the pants in the family. You're <laughs> one wimpy husbands.
1: I'm one of those men. Mora, she's got a pants suit. OK, she doesn't. She, hate, <laughs> she hates pantsuits. Um, no. I, well, and this is, you know, to to buck. <laughs> we're, we're bucking traditional roles here. See, guys, we're we're we talked about diversity. We're so diverse on this podcast. Um, no, I mean, I talked to people that I've coached in fundraising before and I've noticed this. This could apply to keep in mind, this could apply to a husband or a wife who is, you know, it doesn't have to be a wife necessarily who stays at home. could be a husband who stays at home. But a lot of times I've seen fundraisers fail where they will talk to the person who's easier to get on the phone. A lot of times that just happens to be the wife because maybe the husband works and maybe the wife, you know, she has, of course, she's doing things. She's raising, you know, a family, everything else. But she's the one that will answer a phone during the workday when you're actually calling to set an appointment and she's the one that'll meet with you. And I've seen fundraisers who will you know, spend so much time, you know, going, they've had multiple visits, they've talked to this person, and then they make an ask only to be let down when it doesn't go anywhere. And part of the problem was you, well, one, you in a huge way forgot the other spouse, but two, you assumed that that person had the power to make a a decision, especially a major decision, and they didn't. It was the other
0: person who needs to be in that room when you make that ask. That is such a good point, Brian. I remember a time I was doing a capital campaign for a parish. I went out on a solicitation call with the pastor, and um, we were in somebody's home, and uh, we were talking with um, the husband and the wife, and um, I remember the pastor giving all of his eye contact and conversation to the husband, almost like the person's Ah. wife wasn't even in the room, right? And. And so she left the room to go get coffee and cookies or whatever, and and the pastor just continued to talk on and explain the project. And I, I kind of put my hand up and said, Father, maybe we should wait for Mrs. So-and-so to get back. And he looked at me like, like that was just uh, like- Greg, big, I got this. Yeah, right, exactly, you know? Yeah. But you know, as it turned out, I was right. Is like the woman, to your point, the woman was the one in this case mm. that actually made the decision. Yep. And, so, and, and, to, and to not give her any eye contact, any conversation, any directions of questions or anything. Boy, huge fail. Huge fail. Yeah, that happens a lot. Um, so
1: that's what I mean when I say don't waste time convincing the wrong person with all the right reasons. Man, I laid out everything perfectly. Well, great job, but you didn't talk to the decision maker. So this applies as well To organizations, when you're trying to talk to someone, a lot of times. So, for instance, if you know that you want to talk to an organization about making a gift, and you know you want to talk to, let's say, the CEO, that person who makes that decision could be that someone else. So, it could be the CFO, but a lot of times it's the CEO. You want to get a hold of them. Problem is, you're trying to get to that person, and you don't care who you step on to get there. This is a huge mistake in terms of there's a rule of always love and respect the gatekeeper and that oftentimes is the executive secretary oh you bet it and and so many people you've probably seen it greg where they're kind of like okay hun, could you go get your your dad could you get your mom? you know like <laughs> go go get somebody important here and it's like you have made a huge mistake you know if uh, who, they, we however you treat the least person that's that matters so the person oftentimes who is that gatekeeper you need to treat them with the utmost respect and you actually need
0: to win them first before you ever win the next person that is so true another thing that just popped into my mind is even at this juncture i have to remember that if i'm visiting with a couple it's inevitable that one of them is going to be more outgoing than the other Mm -hmm. one of them is going to be the talker now i am not shy at this point in my life right but if it's me and my wife in a room in conversation with somebody else I can guarantee you who's going to lead the conversation. I mean, it's, I must have to raise my hand and work to work it in, right? Hello, yeah. But so it's, it doesn't mean that 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 my wife is more uh, extrovert than me. It just means that some people are just more mm, lively, animated in their conversation. And so knowing that, sometimes in the in, in the solicitation call, if I'm have if I feel like I'm having um, an extended dialogue with one person, I will catch myself and I'll turn to the other person and I'll say, what are your thoughts on this? Or how do, how do you, what, what are sure. your feelings on this? And what's amazing is the degree to which oftentimes just that little question, what are your feelings on this? What's your take on this? How do you feel about this? Or yeah. would you agree with it? You'll find that within the couple... They will start talking to one another, yeah, as though you're not there. Yes, Boy, yes. That's when you really find out what the real objections are. Right? Yeah, and that's where you can have a much more full, complete, and productive conversation. Totally, you
1: cannot neglect, uh, especially in a marriage, one of the spouses. So that the thing that I want to really just, I guess, encourage people from from this episode is. We're fundraisers because we believe in something. We're not in it because it's easy. So I want to challenge you to do the hard thing here. And the hard thing is don't default to what's easier. I know sometimes it's easier to look at those two phone numbers you could call, spouse mobile and mobile, and default to one because you know one of them will pick up and you'll probably have a better conversation quicker, sooner, and uh, and that's where you want to go to because it feels comfortable that could be the right decision, but I want to challenge you. It might not be, and I want to and I want to challenge you out there to do the hard thing. Call the person who is the right person to talk to. That's the person you need to convince with the right
0: reasons. All right, Brian. Thank you for some really good advice this this time. Uh, we'll see you next week, huh? See you next week. Bye.